0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode 183 of SwiftCast. This is Adam.
1: Ashley. And Nate.
0: And we have a fun episode coming up for you guys today. We're going to be talking about what we think Taylor will be playing in Houston in a couple weeks for her Night Before the Super Bowl show. Uh, We each have our set list that we came up with of songs that we hope and think she will play. And I think each of us put in a couple of wild cards too some things that we think probably won't happen but would be really cool if they did happen
2: yeah you never know i don't know
0: we'll see so to start out we wanted to mention that at&t just announced recently that they have been having some taylor swift now parties at some of their stores in texas and louisiana which is pretty cool as you know Taylor has this new deal with AT&T, and they are the sponsor of the show in Houston coming up, and they just announced these meetups, basically, for all of Taylor's fans, where they can come and hang out with each other, and they can do trivia, and they can win merchandise and a chance at tickets to the Houston show. A bunch of them happened this past weekend, but there are two more coming up. And they are in Houston on Saturday, January 21st from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. And in Baton Rouge on Sunday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So if you live anywhere near there and you would be interested, uh, look it up on their Facebook page and go check it out.
1: Yeah, it looked really fun. I saw they were having like karaoke and lip syncing and they were giving away blankets and socks and Taylor t-shirts that they have, so it looked really fun.
2: I'm so jealous. I wish I lived anywhere near any of those events. I would have gone in a heartbeat.
0: Absolutely. Anytime you can meet up with other Taylor fans is always a good time, because we know that there's lots of awesome fans in this fandom.
1: And I'm glad that they're giving people who live pretty close to Houston the chance to win tickets, because... I can't imagine if Taylor was in Chicago playing near me (laughs) and I couldn't go. I feel like that must be so frustrating. Oh, my God. Seriously.
0: So if you are one of our listeners and you get a chance to go to one of these, we would love to hear from you guys. So let us know on Twitter or send us an email and we'd love to hear about your experience. But for now, we're going to move on to our older tweets. And Ashley will start off with the first one.
1: The first tweet is from January 11th of 2009 Taylor tweeted they have wireless on planes now weird so basically right now I'm in the air and very excited that the in-flight entertainment is CSI
0: that seems so strange because now we're all accustomed to having Wi-Fi it's weird that there was a period just eight years ago where we didn't have Wi-Fi on planes
1: (laughs) it's also weird that eight years ago she was flying on regular planes (laughs) <laughs>
0: that's true she does not do that anymore
2: <laughs> well our next tweet comes from january 11th 2010 and taylor tweeted studio with all the same boys who played on fearless homemade cupcakes were brought awkward fist pumps happened onward
0: so that must have been the part of the creation of speak now and she's obviously referencing that all of the same people, I'm sure her bandmate she's referencing, are coming back to work on the new album.
2: I would just be excited about the homemade cupcakes. I mean, really.
0: Yes, me too. I
2: wonder if they're Taylor homemade
0: cupcakes. Our next tweet comes from January 14th, 2011. Well, well, my new video for Back to December is out. Spoiler alert, this video contains snow and sadness.
1: Ah, I missed that video.
0: That truly is an underrated song. I love that song so much.
1: Yeah, and she doesn't bring it back nearly enough. Or ever. I don't think she's ever brought it back
2: since Speak Now.
0: Since it was a regular on the Speak Now tour?
2: Like, maybe. Did she even play it like as a secret song? I don't think so.
1: I don't think she did. I know it was definitely requested by people.
2: Mm-hmm. Man. Well, spoiler alert of my own, it's on my set list for Houston, so...
0: And yeah, Back to December was always one of my favorite parts on the Speak Now tour. I just love how she played it on the piano. It was so good.
1: And our next tweet is from January 13th, 2012. Apparently, my only way of dealing with a remote control that isn't working right is to bang it on the table and scream, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Still works.
2: Our next tweet is from January 10th, 2013. And Taylor tweeted back in the studio Uh uh-oh
1: if only we knew if that's where she was now yeah
0: (laughs) our next tweet comes from january 9th 2015 taylor wrote scott swift the newest member of heim and it was a picture of scott and the three heim sisters all walking together (laughs) i really like
1: that picture
2: scott is so photogenic
1: truly he is
2: I'm surprised he didn't like photobomb in this picture with Heim. I'm surprised he actually took a normal picture.
1: You're right, it was a normal picture, yeah. And our last tweet is from January 10th, 2015. Jack and I went back to the birthplace of 1989 and simply rejoiced. And this was a photo of Taylor and Jack Antonoff in the studio. It's a really funny picture. It's unbelievable. This
2: tweet reminiscing about 1989 was two years ago. They're reminiscing about 1989, two years ago, and here we are still with no music. It's crazy to me.
1: This photo got over 1,200,000 likes on Instagram.
0: Wow.
2: (laughs) So what we're going to do now for you guys, uh, we're actually going to go and read some of Taylor's Squad's tweets. We decided we wanted to do this because... Taylor, of course, has been pretty quiet on social media lately, you know, not a whole lot going on, and because her friends, obviously, are such a big part of her life, and actually have really exciting things going on in their life, so uh, I'm sure a lot of you will enjoy uh, some of these tweets, so I'm just going to dive right in. Uh, Our first one is one of Ed Sheeran's tweets. He tweeted on January 12th, Divide is out, March 3rd. Pre-order will go live at midnight in your
0: country. Awesome. Can't wait. And also earlier this week, Ed tweeted the track list for his new album, Divide. So we know all of the names of the songs that will be on it. And of course, we know Shape of You and Castle on the Hill. But now we have all of the names of all of the songs.
1: And so the songs that he listed on the track list were in order. Eraser, Castle on the Hill, Dive. Shape of You, Perfect, Galway Girl, Happier, Hearts Don't Break Ground Here, New Man, What Do I Know, How Would You Feel, and Supermarket Flowers. I'm a little intrigued by that last one.
0: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that sounds interesting.
1: And so it was reported that one of these songs, we don't yet know which one, was a collaboration with Ryan Tedder, which I'm very excited about.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Is it a, does he have vocals on the song or did he just write part of it? Do you know?
1: I'm not sure. I just saw somebody tweet at OneRepublic and say, hey, Ryan, which of the songs on Ed's album is yours? And he replied and said, can't tell you, but it's really good.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: Hmm.
0: Awesome. Well, big things upcoming for Ed and I know we are all looking forward to it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I can't wait for tour dates.
2: Aside from Taylor's music, this is probably the most anticipated album for me of the entire year.
1: It's almost enough to distract me from being impatient for Taylor, but not quite. Right. (laughs) The next tweet we're going to share is from Taylor's brother, Austin. He tweeted on January 9th. It was so inspiring getting to work with the team behind this and just surreal to be at the premiere. Live by Night hits theaters the 13th. And so this is the new movie that Austin is in, which is pretty exciting to see him seriously breaking into acting.
2: Yeah, Austin actually was in another movie. Um, he also had a role in the movie IT, which came out last year in 2016. But this Live By Night movie, uh, not much is known about it yet. But Austin, his role is a character named Mayweather. Uh, The film was written and directed by Ben Affleck, and uh, the film, I guess, is kind of set in the 1920s uh, during the Prohibition era, and it's about this guy who was in the Boston police but ended up uh, turning outlaw, basically, so it sounds like a really interesting movie. As far as what Austin's role is specifically as Mayweather is still unknown, so...
1: Well, I definitely am looking forward to hopefully seeing it. And I can't wait to see what else he does in his acting career soon.
0: And our next tweet comes from Taylor's friend, Carly Kloss. And she tweeted this week, proud of my Carolina Herrera family for an incredible launch of the Good Girl Fragrance in the USA. We set records today. I know Carly is the face of a lot of different brands. So that's awesome that they were so successful with this new fragrance that they had.
1: And on January 14th, Gigi Hadid tweeted, Just finished the first styling sash for the Tommy by Gigi Season 2 Tommy Hilfiger show. So excited for February.
0: So I wonder if that would be something that Taylor would go to because she went to another Tommy Hilfiger thing with Gigi last year, right?
1: She did, yeah. I think it was over the summer. So I'll definitely hope that she does. I think that she always has really great outfits when she goes to those types of events.
2: So our next tweet comes from Jack Antonoff on January 4th, and he tweeted, Governor's Ball in New York City was one of the first Bleachers shows in 2014. I'm back this year. Cannot wait for this one. New everything. And he tweeted a picture of the Governor's Ball Music Festival, uh, which is June 2nd through the 4th, and has some pretty big names there. Just to name a few, Chance the Rapper, Lord, Cage the Elephant, Wu-Tang Clan, Wiz Khalifa, I mean the list goes on and on. It's really humongous. So anyway, this sounds like an awesome event.
1: And I was going to mention earlier, since we were excited about Ed's new music, it definitely seems like stuff from Lord is coming very, very soon because she's in the lineup of pretty much all the major festivals that have been announced for the summer. Um, Coachella, Bonnaroo, they haven't announced Lollapalooza in Chicago yet, but I'm pretty sure she'll be on that. So I'm really excited to see that because we've been waiting for our new music from her for like three years. Mm-hmm.
0: It has been a long time, you're right.
2: It makes you wonder if there's a Taylor collaboration on any of that as well.
0: You never know. And our last tweet from Taylor Squad comes from Haley Steinfeld this week. And she tweeted, Relax, pitches. I'm here. Hashtag Perfect 3 And the reason she tweeted that is because I heard that she missed the promotional photo shoot for the movie. And a lot of people were concerned that she wasn't going to be in it. So she just clarified and said that, relax, she is going to be in it. So that's good. So that's it for the squad tweets today for our first time ever. So we wanted to know from you listeners, did you like that new segment? Is it something that you would like to see in the future? Us discussing the various members of Taylor's squad and her friends and what they're up to Uh, obviously i think a lot of us fans also like her friends and what they do as well whether they're singers or actors or whatever Uh, so we thought we'd feature them a little bit and talk about them a little bit so let us know what you thought for now let's move into our news segment there are a couple of exciting items in the news this week
1: and the first piece of news is that I Don't Want to Live Forever is now certified gold, which I'm not too surprised, but definitely exciting. With the combined star power of Taylor and Zane, it seemed like a given.
2: And I'm sure it'll reach platinum here in just a few weeks. Well, our next bit of news. Um, actually, if before I read it, uh, I just want to congratulate, because I think uh, it was both maybe Adam and myself last week who predicted this. Um Taylor was spotted for the first time in 2017 last week outside of a gym in LA. So anyway, uh, we kind of predicted that. We said, hey, you know, she hasn't been out and about yet for the year, which granted was a softball, but I'm just going to pat myself on the back here.
0: (laughs) I don't remember if I specifically said a place, but I might have said New York, so I might have gotten that wrong, but close enough.
2: Hell, either way, I'm chalking it up as a win because we don't get those sent off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is hard to get the predictions right. You're right. Well, going back to I Don't Want to Live Forever, Taylor made one of her rare recent appearances on social media lately, and she posted Happy Z Day, which was happy birthday to Zayn. And she included a screenshot from the upcoming I Don't Want to Live Forever music video.
2: And the screenshot itself, it's uh, Zayn and Taylor in their back-to-back in, I'm not really sure, some kind of dark room or something. Anyway, it looks very dramatic, so.
0: It does. It has like a, a blue light tint to it. And I really don't know where the music video is going to go based upon the movie that it's for, but I'm looking forward to seeing it.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. And the next piece of news is a quote that Austin recently said about Taylor when he was talking to People magazine. It was a very nice quote. He said, I was there when she was performing at karaoke contests and in the corners of parties with the same enthusiasm, she now plays the stadiums full of fans. Having seen that example, how much goes in, how long it took, that's always going to be the bedrock for who I am and who I want to be.
2: That's such a nice compliment.
1: And I'm sure that it's not easy growing up in a family where one person is this huge star, but Taylor's always been so supportive, and I'm really glad that he is now getting his own recognition, too.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm sure uh, Taylor took this to heart, too, because that's one thing that she's always said really kind of touches her. It's one thing to compliment her on her music and things like that, but to compliment Taylor's character really hits home for her. So anyway, just very nice. Some brotherly love. And our last bit of news for this week, the Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack is now available for pre-order. So uh, there's actually a lot of pretty big artists on there. I didn't realize how many really were on this soundtrack already. Aside from Taylor and Zayn, uh, it features Halsey, Lowe, John Legend, Nick Jonas, Nicki Minaj, Sia, uh, a bunch of other people. I mean, really, it's very star-packed soundtrack, so... If you guys are interested, definitely, it is available for pre-order. Go get it.
0: Well, now let's move into our main discussion for the week. We are going to talk about our ideal or our dream set list for Houston for the show on February 4th, the night before the Super Bowl. And... We each came up with a set list that either we would like to see or we think will happen or a combination of the two. So who would like to get started with theirs?
2: Oh, I'll totally go first. I'm excited to share what I got here. Uh, to our listeners before we really like jump in and get started so if you guys have any predictions or anything at all for houston we would love to hear what you guys have to think uh over the coming weeks if you want to email us if you want to tweet us anything that that you guys think is going to be upcoming in houston feel free to let us know you can email us you can tweet us yeah like i said whatever and we will feature it on our episode before houston um so just let us know uh my personal set list okay Now, no particular order, because I'm not really too sure as far as uh, like an opening song. I think she really has kind of a lot of options, but I'll just kind of read you what I got and kind of break it down for you. New Romantics, blank space, I Knew You Were Trouble, Style, I think either You Belong With Me or Love Story. I don't think both. I think one or the other. Red, I think she's going to... Redo, do she did in Austin with the We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together Bad Blood mashup. I Don't Want to Live Forever, possibly with a guest appearance from Zayn. I think that'd be awesome. Out of the Woods, the Enchanted Wildest Dreams mashup that everybody loves. This one is definitely my curveball. I would love to see her play How You Get the Girl Acoustic, like she did at the Grammy Museum, but at this show. I think that'd be amazing. I think everyone would love it. And then finally, I think she would end it with, of course, Shake It Off.
1: So you think that she would open with New Romantics, even though she opened with that in Austin?
2: I think so. I don't know if she'd like... So, okay. So when you think about what the opening songs might be, I think that she could do basically just about anything, but I think New Romantics makes the best candidate. I don't think Welcome to New York is going to make the set list, only because it's really in Houston. Anyway, New Romantics, I mean, it's just such a good song to get everyone pumped up and excited and, you know, ready for the show, basically. So, I don't know, what do you guys think?
0: I agree with your assessment that it's a great intro song, but I thought about how, like Ashley said, she used it in Houston as the opener. So that's why I made New Romantics my second song on the set list, kind of like the 1989 World Tour. And my opening song would be Style.
2: Ooh, I like that. Now that would be interesting.
0: I could hear the beat of Style, you know, the very beginning of it, like coming in, and then Taylor walks out from the back of the stage and starts the song, and I think it would work well.
1: See, I didn't even have Style in my set list, and I blame Taylor for how little she promoted that song. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it wasn't given the same amount of attention and radio play and promotion as the other singles.
2: Yeah, which is unfortunate but it's still a song that I love and I know she's going to perform it there's no way that she wouldn't I don't know
1: Did she do it in Austin? She did. I can't even remember. <laughs> I think I was so overloaded by the surprise songs in Austin that like when it was like the expected songs I was just kind of like zoning out. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: So Nate your wild card was How You Get the Girl Acoustic, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Wouldn't that be amazing to see? Just like the one she performed at the Grammys Museum, you know, just really nice, stripped down, acoustic, just Taylor and a guitar and a chair. That would be awesome.
0: I completely agree. I would love to see that. And then did you have any more collaborations or guest appearances or only the the possible Zane for I Don't Want to Live Forever?
2: Officially, I only have I Don't Want to Live Forever with Zane. I think it would be cool because obviously other people performing, we have Sam Hunt, the Chainsmokers, Bruno Mars. I mean, some big names and some big potential for what can happen on that stage. I would not rule out any, you know, collaboration, guest appearance, anything from any of them.
1: And in addition to those, Lady Gaga will be performing the next day at the halftime show. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a really good point.
0: I didn't think about that. And if you guys didn't know how Nate mentioned... Sam Hunt, the Chainsmokers, and Bruno Mars, they are performing in the days prior to Taylor at the venue that Taylor is playing at. So they will all be in Houston as well, but not on the same night. They won't be performing on the same night as Taylor, but hey, maybe they could be special guests.
2: I don't know where else they'd jet off to in the middle of, you know, Super Bowl weekend either. I mean, you'd want to stick around in Houston for the Super Bowl, I would think anyway. I don't know. Also, like I said, with the We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together Bad Blood mashup, that was one of my favorite things from Austin. That would be so cool.
1: That was and not only that, I kind of hope it sticks around for the next tour.
2: I hope so too, really. I mean, it was just so well done. It was one of those mashups you just like that works so well together, but you wouldn't think they would until you hear it. Like it just makes so much sense. It uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Well, that's enough about like my set list. Adam, uh, what did you have? What do you think?
0: All right. Mine is, I would say, quite a bit different than yours. Uh, obviously, you're going to have some of the same usual ones, but I went with some, some bold predictions, as I like to do. Um, some things that I would really like to see, even if I know the chance of it happening is very small. But like I mentioned, I would start with style, and then I would go to New Romantics after style. And then I guess I'm sort of following in the first three songs here, or numbers two and three, really, the 1989 World Tour, because my third song would be I Knew You Were Trouble, although I guess that did come after Blank Space in the tour. But regardless, I Knew You Were Trouble, followed by Love Story, followed by one that you did not have on your set list, I don't think. This is What You Came For. You didn't have that one, right?
2: No, I didn't. See, I thought about it. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, you keep going. Okay.
0: Okay. Then I went to Enchanted Wildest Dreams because I figured maybe she would do both of those on the piano back to back. Then I threw in Out of the Woods, followed by I Don't Want to Live Forever with Zayn. And now my next three are the, the three wild cards, if you will. And I think you guys would be surprised by a couple of them. My next one, I would want to see her play Better Man on piano, the Little Big Town song. Oh, that'd be awesome. Then I wrote in, I know the chances of this happening are very slim, but singing Shape of You with Ed Sheeran.
1: I also had that, and I thought that I was really unique, so I'm disappointed that you spoiled it.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope I don't steal this next one from you too, then. Uh, My final guest appearance would be Bruno Mars singing 24 Karat Magic.
1: No, I didn't have that. Mm.
0: I think that would be awesome, since he's the night before, if he sticks around.
2: I could see
1: that happening. Yeah. Totally.
0: And then I would round out the show with Blank Space, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, Long Live, and then the encore of Shake It Off.
2: Long Live. All right.
1: So I guess one of the things that I can't really figure out is whether, because this show is supposed to be In a nightclub, basically. They're Mm -hmm. custom building this venue, and all the pictures and videos that we've seen, it looks like like a nightclub, like flashy lights, like bars everywhere, and just like very different than anywhere else Taylor has played. Mm -hmm. Would she want to stick to playing more of only her upbeat songs to go with like the club atmosphere?
0: I think you might be right. When I was thinking about if she would even play any songs on the piano, there might not even be a piano there. I mean... It does seem like the type of venue that would not lend itself to acoustic, that would be more upbeat and loud bass and loud guitar.
1: And then I also wonder, because like, for example, in Austin and when she's on tour, it's a very large stage with a very high tech setup so they can make the piano come up from the floor and then go away and stuff like that. I I don't know if I feel like they're going to have that type of ability.
0: You're right. They might not.
1: Because in Austin, she never left the stage. And I feel like she might not on this show either. I wondered if they would do something like a lot of smaller shows or like award shows sometimes do where they have a stage that has two sides to it. So during one part of the show, they're setting the other side and then they rotate it.
0: Maybe. That is possible, yeah. So that she could at least change it up a little bit.
1: Because since they are custom building this venue, I'm sure that Taylor has some say into how she wants it to function for her show and it's really exciting how different this is from anything that she's done.
0: Yeah it really is all completely unknown and who knows if she'll tell us anything or if we'll hear anything about what it will be like in the weeks and days leading up to the show but the element of surprise is going to be very high for the show that's for sure.
2: See I tend to agree with you Ashley that because it is a club, she probably will restrict it basically to the club style kind of songs. But at the same time, though, I think about the fact that it's going to be recorded and it's going to be a huge deal that that doesn't necessarily limit her to only those songs. I mean, yeah, okay, maybe the piano, I understand that might be a little bit difficult logistically to try and put that on the stage. But at the same time, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to have a stripped-down acoustic performance because everyone there would love it. I think it'd be awesome. So, anyway, that's just my two cents on it.
1: So, what I had for my set list in order, I had her opening with Blank Space. I felt, like, really confident that she was going to open with it in Austin. And then, since she didn't, I feel like she will this time. And then I have New Romantics. I Know You Were Trouble, so that's funny that we all had that as the third song. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Then I had special guest Ed Sheeran, and I said they would do Shape of You, and then everything has changed.
2: Oh, Oh,
0: yeah, I forgot about that.
2: Throwback. They would have to. If he was up on stage, there's no question. They would just have to.
0: Yes, for sure. Agreed.
1: And then I had the We Are Never Bad Blood mashup. Nice. And then You Belong With Me, which I feel like she would do in a different style. I don't know what that would be exactly. And then I had a plot twist mashup of *Wireless dreams, but with all too well.
0: That would be very cool. That'd be
2: amazing.
1: <laughs> I feel like it could work.
2: This kind of like sad, whimsical kind of interesting.
1: I feel like it could work. I don't know.
2: Are you thinking uh, like exclusively piano for both of those?
1: I guess so. And at the same time, I like I mentioned, Doubt that maybe she even will have a piano, but if she did, I could see this.
2: Both of those would be great acoustically as well.
1: And then I have 15, followed by Love Story, and that now gets really crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So that was nine songs so far. I have five more. So then, after Love Story, I have Wonderland.
2: Wonderland.
1: Tim McGraw.
2: You just want to hear Tim McGraw (laughs) because it's like your favorite song of all time. I do.
1: (laughs) Then I have, I don't want to live forever, but like a fake version where she starts to play it acoustic or on piano and then suddenly Zayn appears.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like she did almost for This Is What You Came For in Austin. Yeah, I had no idea what that was.
1: No idea. And then she would, right after he leaves the stage, shock us all with her new single. Get out of here. Stop (laughs) it. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) And then at... And then after that she would close out with Shake It Off.
2: That is a wild set list. <laughs> Though I'm most excited to see your set list come to fruition.
0: Do you have a title for her new single? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I didn't get that far.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. I love that.
0: Yeah, I would love to see it. I mean, a lot of people thought that in Austin she would say, you know, here's my new single. I've never played Or, you know, I've never played this song before, so here it is for the first time, my new single, and that obviously didn't happen. So, of course, there's a chance that it could happen at this coming show.
1: And I kind of also feel like maybe one thing that could make it possible is that, I mean, the Austin show was obviously a really special show for us and very unique in in that it was her only show of the year and it was so big, but... She really likes to have any sort of album announcement or song debut be these like small, intimate events, and this definitely fits that category.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's very true. And you know, Adam, uh, going back to what you asked me before about This Is What You Came For, I think... And this is just, I mean, uh, a shot in the dark. I mean, who really knows? But I think Austin was the only time that we're ever going to actually hear Taylor perform that song. I think that was a one-time deal. I think it's, you know, one and done here.
0: It might be, yeah.
2: I mean, I would love to see that again, though.
0: Especially since, you know, it, it's not her song. She has credit for writing it, but it is Calvin Harris and Rihanna, so.
2: Oh, it's her song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true, though. You know, what would be really interesting is if she did a couple like throwback songs that we don't really hear that often, like that would still fit really well for the venue. Like Mine would be awesome. Or, um, you know, actually what we haven't heard in a while is Mean. We haven't heard that in forever. And that was like one of her biggest songs of all time. Story of Us would actually do really well.
0: Story of Us would. I also thought of Mean of putting that on my set list, um, but I ended up not. But yeah, like you said, it was a Grammy winning song and one of her biggest, so she could definitely bring it back.
2: I'd love to see Mean in like a like an electric guitar or something like that too. Just like really like rocking out. <laughs> I don't know. I think that'd be awesome.
1: That would be awesome. I just hope that an electric guitar makes an appearance in some form. Oh, I agree. And it usually does too.
0: She could bring back another song like, another fun song like 22, like she did in Austin.
1: Yeah, I mean, I loved 22. I loved Holy Ground. I loved Sparks Fly in Austin I feel like because she surprised us with those then, she may not bring them back. Mm -hmm. But I would love to see them all again. I would not be disappointed at all.
0: And another one that Nate mentioned earlier that I could see as a possibility would be Red. She hasn't played that in a long time.
2: Oh, yeah, seriously. I was fortunate to be at the 1989 Columbus Leg, where she performed it as the surprise song. It was amazing. It was incredible. I would love to see that again. Especially if, you know, obviously with what she's been doing lately, uh, with both 1989 and what she did to Austin, was uh, the bracelets. So if we get bracelets again, I think that would be perfect for that song, because in Columbus, uh, of course, the entire arena lit up red during that song. And also did the gray and the blue uh,
1: to match the song lyrics, but still, that would be awesome.
0: Very cool. That's very cool that the, the bracelets all went red and you got to hear that.
1: I really hope we have those bracelets. It definitely would make sense for the club scenario. Oh, absolutely.
0: It would fit in perfect. Mm -hmm.
1: Get some smoke
2: machines going, some rave lights.
1: (laughs) (laughs) God, I wonder what Taylor will wear.
2: I think she'd probably stick to the traditional crop top kind of thing. I mean, probably, you know, spice it up a little bit just for the show, but since it's so unique, but I don't know, that just seems to be her go-to. And who knows, whenever they start singing, everything has changed together. Uh, I'm referring to Taylor and Ed Sheeran. Ed might come out in a crop top, too. So, I mean, hey. Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> I loved all of his pranks, like when he came out for Everything Has Changed and the cowboy hat that one time. Oh, that was
2: awesome. Mm-hmm. He had the grumpy cat hat the one time.
1: And then, of course, the infamous We Are Never clown suit.
2: Oh, absolutely. Oh, that was a riot.
0: <laughs> that was awesome. I
2: didn't even notice he was on stage until, like, probably, I don't know, a minute into the performance. You just don't really, I mean, you do, but you don't. You, you know, look at the dancers, you don't pay that much attention to their faces, especially when they're all done up in makeup and things. And then she beckoned him over, and I'm like, oh my God, that's Ed. I'm
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was okay. great.
0: Well, like we said, let us know what you guys think. We'd love to hear your predictions. And we'll start asking on Twitter for more specific things as the show gets closer. But as Nate mentioned, if you want to have your idea mentioned on the episode right before the Houston show, let us know. There are a variety of ways that you can get in touch with us. On Twitter, we are at SwiftCast13. On Tumblr, SwiftCast13. Also on Instagram and Facebook, SwiftCast13. Our email address is SwiftCast13Show at gmail.com. And you can visit our newly revamped website. Thanks to Nate, he did a wonderful job on it. And that website is SwiftCast13.com, where you can listen to all of our older episodes And just as a reminder, we'd love for you guys to subscribe, so please do so on iTunes and it will download the latest episode for you automatically. So to wrap up this week, what do you guys think next week Taylor will do?
1: I think that we will see a photo of Taylor and a few of her friends either entering or leaving a movie theater to see Austin's movie. Ah, yeah,
2: that's true. That's true. Yeah, she hasn't been shy about it at all. She, I mean, she was tweeting about it. So, I mean, hey, who knows?
0: I think that Taylor, in collaboration with Zayn, will release the I Don't Want to Live Forever music video on Friday, January 20th, because that will be three weeks before the release of the movie. So I think it will give a, a good time period to help promote the movie.
2: Well, speaking of promotion as well, I think that we are going to get some type of social media post, probably Instagram, where Taylor is seen rehearsing with her band, getting ready for Houston. So just saying.
1: Yeah, I've definitely been going to everyone's Twitter, like Amos and the backup singers to see if they've been saying anything, but not yet.
2: It's got to be coming. It's a tradition. They always
1: tell us when they're practicing. They do. So has to be soon. Well, we
0: thank you guys for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you next week. This has been episode 183, and this is Adam,
1: Ashley, and Nate,
0: and we will see you next week.
1: Bye, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.